Welcome back to Aquabar Podcast. My name is Rafael de los Santos. Alongside Michael Figueroa, we are bringing to you the 35th edition of Aquabar Podcast. That was sick for an intro. That was pretty good. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about our favorite teams, even though that doesn't count because you like Arsenal as well, and I don't believe in that. It's Arsenal. It's called monogamy. It's a relationship between you and one team. See, according to my um, non-existent God, I'm allowed to have to This man likes Real Madrid and Arsenal, which I think is illegal. My heart's big enough for both of them. Oh, okay. Reverse Grinch. Nice. <laughs> no, but today we're going to be talking about Real Madrid and how they've been doing without the main man, Karim Benzema. Karim the Dream. The rise Benzema. of Fede Valverde. The rise of Vini as well and what he's been facing on and off the pitch and how he has handled it with grace also, slash funk. Also the rise of Rodrigo. The rise of Rodrigo as well. Um and the fall of Marco Asensio's <laughs> for Asensio. We're also going to be talking about, uh, at the very end, the just the world rankings really quickly, really briefly, before heading into the World Cup. That should be fun because there's some wonky ones there. <laughs> there's some goofy people up there. Like the U.S. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, hey, yo. Look, let's dive right into Real Madrid goodness. So Real Madrid, um, what, like two, three weeks ago, played Celtic at... Good old Celtic. Is this called Celtic Park? I uh, think it is. I have no idea. I have no idea. Basically, they played at Celtic. Um, they ended up winning 3-zip, but at the cost of 30th minute injury to Karim, the dream, Benzema. No! He got off. I, I thought we it thought was that like, was We thought that was over. We thought it was like, that's it? There goes our season so far? We did think it was over. Because it, like, it appeared like a knee injury. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he's out for like what I think for a bit longer too. He's gonna miss. He already missed Atletico, but I think he's gonna miss like. Well, Ancelotti said games. that if he didn't play at Atletico Madrid, <laughs> that he would not play for France during the break. And he's not playing for France. I'm pretty sure he is, and I'm. I wouldn't. I'm not sure. If I, don't he's think, for I don't think he's playing. But Ancelotti did say if he doesn't play for, for against Atletico Madrid, he's gonna stay here with us and get ready for Real Madrid's games rather than France. Um, having like, having him for the international duty. But that's not the point. The point is not Karim. The fact that Karim is missing brings about the real story, which is that Real Madrid is performing without him. Yeah, um, it was a big shock. Last season, Madrid's offense was horrific without Benzema on the field. And it seems like Rodrigo and Vinicius are like meshing well together. On top of that, it just feels like the team has a lot more, still has life in it, which was a big worry because Benzema literally was like, the only guy in offense we can count on and now Vinicius is like no nah, I'm gonna step up Rodrigo's like I'm gonna step up and it seems like there's a lot more life in that team and it's very nice to see them play I mean Benzema came off and Hazard came on and Hazard scored against Celtic he did he's also scored I think a couple of days ago too in the league game I don't remember that. I, I think he did. <laughs> he did I'm not. pretty sure he scored in the he league game. He, he had to have scored. Since Benzema's injury, Real Madrid obviously beat Celtic that game. They played, went on to play Mallorca over the weekend. Um, it was a 4-1 win, and that was just Fede, Vinicius, and Rodrigo. Let me see. Then they played Leipzig. They, pl- they did? Okay. They played Leipzig. Leipzig was Asensio scored, and Valverde scored. That's correct. And then at the derby, it yeah. was good old Vini Jr., and Rodrigo goal. Then that, that that goal was probably what I'm talking about. <laughs> Which goal? <laughs> the one against Celtic. Because I remember like, oh, he did score a goal. Yeah, Eden Hazard scored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was He's a cross. Carvajal back to the middle and Hazard scored. Yeah. Point is, what's going on with that front three at Real Madrid? I mean, obviously Vinicius is a staple, but 
a striker when Benz is not there is like Rodrigo. It's Rodrigo's playing a striker that we saw about well, right, 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 right wing, which is it's weird because he's a center mid, but he's so but is fast. He, <laughs> is he? Because he's he's a right wing, bro. At this but point, he plays he's center right mid in like I believe when he plays in like Uruguay. Yeah, he, he plays, plays center mid, mid, but at this point, he might as well play my right wing. That's true. I feel he's like it works disgusting. well. Disgusting. He he's is so good. So filthy, bro. He gets back on defense really well too. He, he's fast. He's, he's a great passer. He's a great shooter. He scored some bangers this week too. He he's did. Scoring. He he scored. Uh, it was a fake shot with his right finesse to the left uh, against Atletico Madrid. The one against um, the one against Leipzig was Vinicius that had a nasty dribble. Um, went to like three players and hit it against the post, and then Valverde just came and hit it into the roof of the net for like a cleanup. But yeah. it's like crazy that they're they haven't lost without Benzema, and yeah, Benzema's have, coming back. They still haven't lost the game so far. Knocking on wood. Got to knock on this season, man. they haven't they haven't lost a game. Yeah, they are the only team in the top five leagues that is perfect domestically. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. They, have, they haven't even tied a game. Oh my god, it's true. No team is doing that. That's wild. Yeah, they've been playing really good. Um, it's Valverde right now for sure has to be probably one of the best the best informed players. Like, he's just his push this season has been really good he's really fast he's taking on defenders i think like i said it's weird because he's like a midfielder but he's playing like a like a winger and he's dominating as a winger. he's a winger bro at this point but he goes like, to the hey, middle first of all, so clip much. this for tiktok is valverde a right winger or is he a center mid michael figaro take it away i think he's a center mid because a lot of times he presses towards the middle and likes to move in the middle either way and while he has someone like i believe carvajal who pushes more in that right wing for him He's a right winger to me. He's a right winger. Um, all his best games have come at right wing. They just have. I mean, against Liverpool in the Champions League final, I think he was a little bit subdued. But not even because he put in the cross for the goal. He did. Well, technically, according to him, it was, it was a, a cross. Shot. <laughs> it was a cross. It was a shot. It was a cross. But, um, yeah, Madrid's midfield is looking pretty good at with age. Yo, Madrid. Madrid's that, such a case study. Look at Real Madrid. All right, before we move on to the midfield, um, I'll give you uh, another clip. Chris Wolf, clip this. Another clippable moment. <laughs> okay. Clippable moment. Michael Figueroa. What? I don't. I'm not gonna put Vinicius in. You know I'm gonna put Vinicius. Well, I'm, okay. What is it? Start bench cell. Mm-hmm. Rodrigo, Valverde, Asensio. And I'm making it easy because I can throw Vinicius in That's there. That's an easy one. You're going to start Valverde. All right, I'm going to make this harder. Bench, Rodrigo. <laughs> start bench cell, Vinicius Jr., Rodrigo, Valverde. Right now? Yes. Vinny starts. Mm-hmm. Valverde is on the bench. Sell Rodrigo. I, ha- I have to. That's how you feel? I love Rodrigo. I was gonna be like, yeah, let's sell Asensio and the other one, but now you're like, you're gonna put, you you can't, you can't tell me that right now Valverde and Vinicius still aren't better players than Rodrigo is, like. I just think they're different. No, I I think that I think that <laughs> Vini and Valverde are more informed and thus yeah. are better at the moment. But I think that Rodrigo just doesn't get the amount of playtime that either one of those two get. And should he get that playtime, I think he could definitely He's still he could definitely young. be pushing buttons. Uh, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll be better than... He's still in 21, I don't think though. he'll be better than Vinicius because Vinicius has, like, something that you don't teach, which is that ability to make 
that play like take on two guys and just change the balance of the play i don't know i feel like rodrigo has the possibility to be phenomenal also yeah he has the clutch it's just factor, in a different right? way yeah he in a different way more consistent scoring i believe that Vinny was his first couple seasons in madrid and he's i think what two years younger than Vinny is 26 20, 23 how, how old is Vinny? how old is vinicius yeah because rodrigo is sure. 21 years old Vinny might be 22 and i think vinicius jr is 22 <laughs> years old Rodrigo's 21. That's not even that much of a difference. I mean, honest. Last season, he had like he played 11 matches and he's in the Champions League, he scored five. And that's pretty good. Like for a 20 year old last season, that's impressive. Yeah, I just think they have different play styles. I think Vinicius is a left winger by trade. And I think that Rodrigo would be better playing left wing because something you have to uh, remember and something that I realized while I was playing, while I was watching, <laughs> is that Rodrigo is playing on his off foot at all times. That is true. He's playing right wing as a right-footed player. He can't cut in and shoot on his strong foot, something that Vinicius can do, and we know that Rodrigo's a better shooter. That is true. That's the only thing I think Vinny is struggling. His, his shot isn't as good. It's improved so much. Like, he's a he's a way better player at sh- like finishing than he was, la- like, I think, two years ago. But Rod- like he's just not as consistent as a shooter. Yeah, he's not comfortable, which is what I think. Yeah. But he's still fast takes on players he's a great passer his passing has improved significantly yeah. which is why he works better when he has another player that can finish the ball which is why i think when they played against barca and they didn't have benzema it was kind of stagnant in offense because he didn't have someone to get the ball to because he can't be the person to have to score the goal he has to find someone else to finish it. i mean when they played barca in the 4-0 i mean there was a bunch of other stuff in that oh, game. Yeah, yeah but i think the offense was lacking in that aspect too like yeah. vinicius is a great facilitator he can score too but it's more like in the sense of like he starts a counterattack and he's one on one the keeper he can finish it. He's not like yeah. someone like Benzema which can like score a header from like outside the box or like Rodrigo which can like get a random header when he doesn't need to. <laughs> yeah, the point is, um, and looking forward, these two guys being Brazilian give Brazil such a difficult task in finding out that front three. That that the amount of wingers Brazil has. We're talking like off the top of my head, we have Neymar. Rod- which mm, kind of can play in different positions. Neymar, Vinicius, Rodrigo, Martinelli, uh, Rafinha, Anthony, and now Rodrigo. So, like, that team is... Yeah, and then they have, like, Gabriel Jesus, Richardson, Firmino, who, who can fit somewhere in there. You had, like, Coutinho, <laughs> who used to be a Brazilian staple, who now is, like, a question mark on the team. You have, uh, like, Neres, who, like, was trying to fight into that team, and now it just doesn't even have a chance. Well, we'll get to that later. We will get to that later. <laughs> we shall get there later. But speaking of like really young players that are, um, let's make that segue to the to the mid to Real Madrid's midfield, who has also like, you remember the whole Casemiro thing? I was like, I don't know if they should have done that. Yeah, I think it's working pretty well with. It's Samendi. working insane. He's playing really. It's he's really insane. good. You know what is that? Todd, I think was I think Todd Bully was really upset because Chelsea was trying to get Tochamendi for a while, and Madrid just went. I'd splash that cash and got it. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, we can't get Mbappe. You know what? Give me the, give me the other guy." I have a friend that told me that like, "Oh, you know what Barca fans call Tuchamendi? Too much money." <laughs> and I'm like, "He's working pretty well, and he's very young, and he's really consistent already. Like that know. team is fine." No, like, Barca ain't talking about too much money. 120 million for Phil Coutinho. They, well, then they could be like, "Oh, Eden Hazard, 100 million." Yeah, but, Eden but then Hazard. then you could just hit him with a, "Hey, bro, where's Archer at right now?" <laughs> What's Pjanic doing these days? <laughs> Pjanic, Arthur, Turan. 
Oh, um Titi. Um Titi, bro. Long leg. Yeah. The whole team just just disintegrated. Sergio Roberto, Jordi Alba, even, bro. What? What? Like they almost saw. They almost. He's lost bro. It. He's basically not playing for them. Alex yeah. Bald Balde plays like all their games. I don't know why they're doing that. Jordi Alba. Like I have pretty, no idea. He was it it good works. Last year. It works. Balde is good, but like I don't yeah. even know like where you get the initiative to be like you know what it's time for you to sit down. Like, you you sit down. You're he's tired. so productive, bro. <laughs> but whatever. Moving on to Real Madrid's midfield. Um, going back to the Casemiro thing, I thought it was a mistake, and too many has like changes the entire perspective on that midfield. Mm-hmm. And I think it is um, something that I was saying when I was judging Man United. I think the reason they struggle so much is because they played the, a double pivot with two CDMs that can't that have no balance, no agility, can't get out of tough situations. Yeah. So they lose the ball in the midfield a lot. When you mm-hmm. lose the ball in the midfield, you have less field to go to try to score. Simple soccer stuff. Um, what Real Madrid has done is gotten rid of a Casemiro that wasn't that agile, wasn't that good on the ball, and switched it for a true many who is good on the ball and is still strong and can make those interceptions, put him next to Modric. We all know what Modric can do. Mm-hmm. And then you can put either Camavinga or Tony Kroos, whatever you're trying to do in that game. And Kroos is still playing really good. And then they even throw in <laughs> Ceballos in there, and Ceballos makes, does work, bro. Yeah, I think Ceballos last season sh- showed that he like, he can belong in this team. And that's someone that Ancelotti at first was kind of hesitant of keeping. And I think after a while, he was... Like he played pretty good a couple of matches. We had to actually like play and yeah, the bench pretty, was he's fine. Pretty, he's pretty solid. I mean, he should have yeah. scored in the final, but let's not talk about that. Uh, it's, yeah, dude, yeah. I'm sorry. If you're coming yeah. off the bench and you're one going with Allison, you you got to score. It's a Champions League final, bro. Take a chip, take a chip. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. <clears throat> but um, good for good for um Madrid. Madrid is. Pretty damn yeah. solid. Point, point <laughs> is, I was a bit iffy on Real Madrid after losing Casemiro as to whether they were like Champions League favorites or whatever. But now that they've played without Benzema and have performed without Benzema, I would go as far as to say that Real Madrid are the Champions League favorites with Man City really close behind them. I, I don't know. I feel like Man City is still terrifying. I just but... think you have to give a... Uh, you have to give... Even if it's undeserved, you have to give an advantage to the incumbent champions. That's true. And it's not like Madrid have gotten weaker. Like they're still they pretty, have, playing at a pretty stronger top level somehow because their younger players are performing more. Somehow. I also heard rumors, and this has been like going on for a while. That Madrid have been eyeing Bellingham for a while, and Jude like Bellingham. Eyeing, oh, love eyeing, that. Eyeing oh him. my god! And I think Bellingham is also interested in the possibility of going to Spain, and I feel like it can work with the way that Rodrigo is kind of positioning, like in these different areas, and like playing as a winger, and also is that I feel like even if. You know, someone like, let's say, Modric is close to leaving, like, in a couple of years. Yeah, he has one year Kroos left in his contract. almost done, too. Tony Kroos is 32. I, yeah, I feel like that team could still, like, without those two players, like, like the amount of, like, that talent and that midfield that they end up getting Bellingham, if they do it, is insane. Yeah. Like, it's very young, pacey. It's players that can do multiple things at once. It's it's insane. I mean, Jude Bellingham would be... Modric, like the replacement for Modric and Kamavinga would be the replacement for Kroos in a midfield that would be Chuameni, Kamavinga, Jude Bellingham. <laughs> That's so crazy. Which is weird because they're all like under 22 or something. Like Madrid, it's very weird. It's very rare for an English player to go to Spain. Hey, bro. Shout out David Beckham. Shout out uh, That's McManaman. McManaman? Who goes in there? Did, didn't Owens go to Madrid? Or yeah, something? Michael Owen played for Real Madrid too. He did? That's so weird. I'm pretty sure. I don't want to be wrong. That's such that a big so fact. weird. Michael Owen played for Real Madrid. I'm 100% sure. I know Michael Owen won the Ballon d'Or once, and that was weird. Yeah, he, he won it super young. 
didn't deserve it. Yeah, Michael Owen played play for Real Madrid. That's so weird. With David Beckham. That's in the Galacticos era. Yeah. He didn't start because it was Ronaldo. I I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think he started in that team. It was Ronaldo. He, he, I don't think Ronaldo was on the team. Not Cristiano. Maybe. Because Cristiano? No, no, it wasn't Cristiano. No, are you talking about Nassario? Nassario, yeah. I mean, it says... I'm not sure. I, I wasn't, I what year was it? What does it say? I think it was 2004 when he joined Real Madrid. Yeah, Ronaldo was there. I think he left like five or six. Not sure. But yeah, crazy. <clears throat> this is crazy for Real Madrid, bro. Like, we already talked about the attack. We already talked about the midfield. And, and looking at the, the fans, I mean, they're at the moment having Antonio Rudiger be on the bench. Like, that's crazy. Play bro. left back at the bench. And they have three defenders that Alaba can kind of so switch around. Militao so young and, and so much potential. You got Fernando Mendy as well. Yeah. Right back is only like, hmm, I don't know about that. One. It's a bit shaky. Um, they're, I've, I've been hearing that they're pl- giving more playing time to Vinicius. I forgot his name. The other, the other Vinicius. Oh, the right back from Shakhtar. Yes, they're giving more playing time in Castilla. They might actually move him up to the first team for. We'll a bit. see what happens with that. But if anything, they always have Eder Militao, who is currently at the moment playing right back for Brazil. That can play right back. I know that for a fact. So they could have right Militao right back in Madrid, and they have two center backs for Rudiger and Alaba. It's not a bad. Yeah, yeah. and Alaba can also play left back with Mendy. That's what I was saying at the preseason. That it was such a crazy move from Ancelotti to have those guys that can just they're like all all of everyone's a Swiss Army knife. Except like Vinicius and like Benzema they played those positions yeah. everyone else can play like everywhere that's true the same thing with Modric Modric can't really play he's just a midfielder yeah Modric is just a midfielder I mean every midfielder is just a midfielder but yeah. like though you have like Valverde who's a midfielder and a right winger you have Rodrigo who's a right winger and a striker then you have like we already talked about the center back like the center backs and the yeah. left backs just not it's crazy and then you have Cortal who's the best goalie in the world I feel like the reason the why video. this works really well is because like I think the last pod we had a discussion where I was like this Madrid team it seems like it, it just kind of morphs into whatever it needs to defeat yeah like you know um, you know that character from X-Men the one that just kind of like shapeshifts that's what the team does yeah. is that if they need to go against a team that needs that they, they're going to cap ball position they're going to dominate ball position they're like fine we're going to drop back counter we don't need the ball. The Madrid yeah. barely will have opportunities in the match, and they'll score, and then that's how they're dangerous. They just need one chance, and, and that's, they can score. Dude, that's like respect to Ancelotti, who, to be honest, bro, at this point, after after last year with Real Madrid and becoming the, like, what was it, the first manager to win in all five leagues, like the domestic cup, or not, to win the, the league in all five leagues. And he won, like, the Champions League the most, I think, about every manager. He won it twice with Real. He won it with Milan, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think he also, yeah, that actually might be it. He won. No, I think Sir Alex might have. No, I think he won a lo- he won a lot of Champions League though. Is Ancelotti the winningest manager in Champions League history? Let's look it up. You have Michael Figueroa on the computer. I'm pretty sure it's not him. Yeah, he's the most decorated manager in UEFA Champions League, having the one trophy a record four, four times, occasions, twice as an AC Milan and twice as Real Madrid. And those are the two teams with the most Champions Leagues. And you know what the craziest part is? That Zidane has three. Yeah, Zidane has three. <laughs> in like two, like three years. And, <laughs> like he, four and years. he also, I think he was, a Angelotti was the first one to win as a manager and as a player. Something that obviously Zidane has done as well. And Angelotti has managed f- the team in five Champions League finals. He has a very rich history against playing against Liverpool too, which is really funny. He's lost against Liverpool. In the finals, and yeah. probably one of the best Champions League finals in history. Yeah, but shout out to him because he literally came from Everton, where he was just not getting any respect, and then just switched around a Real Madrid team. And but, even even with Xavi coming to Barcelona, it just, they just don't even see. But, but look at Everton with him, 
they were like almost top four. No, oh, of course. And to relegation. <laughs> like, that's how big his impact was in that team. I mean, they also lost, like, Rich Hardison. <laughs> no, but they and lost Rich They lost Gilfie Sigurdsson to uh, his, his, himself. Yeah, that's true. But they lost, like, Rich Hardison this season. Yeah. So, like, that, it's still crazy. Like, he was, he's a fantastic manager. Yeah, no, he's insane. But um, a story within the Real Madrid, uh, Vini Jr. Trouble with the And camp. what's been going on with Vinicius Jr., um, not really off. I mean, on and off the pitch. Um, basically, everyone he's playing against doesn't like the fact that he is dancing after every goal, which is absolutely absurd to me. If you yeah. don't like it, don't play, let him score. Bro. Play a different sport. <laughs> don't let him score. Like, it's the same thing for every sport ever. You don't like Odell hitting the whip on you in 2016 or whatever year it was. Don't let him score. You yeah. don't like Cam, like, dabbing after every touchdown. Don't let him score. Why is it? Why is it with him that we can't have that happen? Like out of all the players, like everyone dances when they score a goal. Everyone does all these things when they score a goal. It's dude, it's part of my, the sport. It's not even that. You want to make it like a real comparison. My entire thought process was this: Antoine Griezmann, who was on your team, because the whole problem was like with Atletico Madrid, they were like, "You better not celebrate against us." And thank God that they did when they scored. Disrespectful. Antoine Griezmann used to literally do the L Fortnite dance. He used to put the L on his forehead, and it's literally the goofiest, most disrespectful <laughs> thing on the pitch ever. He did that in the World Cup final. He used to do that to <laughs> everyone he scored against, and no. now it's a problem that's so hypocritical. Now we're like, "Oh yeah, this is." This and is it's and they're not even because there's nothing more disrespectful than holding up an L. And then dancing in front of like everyone, but like Vinicius is just dancing. He like, would regular. do that to their rival fans in front of dude, them. Dude, <laughs> it's so. And then it's like there's like a racist component to it, and it's just like it's ridiculous, bro. Because Ronaldinho used to dance, like everyone danced ever. Like all, it's not only Brazilians, it's just everyone. Dude. I think the way Pele said it was, it's like part of your culture, like it's their heritage. It's the part of it's, it's part of the game. It's, the it's what makes it amazing. You remember when South uh, South Africa World Cup first goal, Shabalala? Yeah. What, was it's that the one where they went like the team and then, yeah bro that's what makes the that's what makes it so great and that's what we hope to see in Qatar bro that was like want, one of the most iconic dude World you Cup think moments. I want to see like I know Colombia's not going but imagine Yerimina scores for Colombia you think I want to just sit sit there and not watch the Colombian team like dance south on the pitch of course I want to see them dance that was what makes exactly. the game bro. you don't want them to just be like I don't want them to just like high five each other and hug like that's boring bro yeah that's really boring. Like I want to start dance. I want to start doing some crazy stuff. They should just start doing like those FIFA ones where like they pretend they're pins and they do bowling. <laughs> like, I, I want all that. I want it to be ridiculous as possible. It's a it's a fun sport. Think about it. I want you, like have this thought process in you. You these people their whole lives have been playing this sport since they were kids, and now they're in the top of the sport. They're they're playing for these teams. They're representing their countries, and they're gonna be in the World Cup. They're doing the same thing. Like, let them dance. Be crazy. Act like you're a child if you score a goal. Wanna why? Because of the inside you are. We are all children when we score a goal. Yeah, especially bro. in that stage. It just like if, if there's like something going on, you know, like let's say you're playing the Prem and it's the weekend after the Queen died or something, you know, you you might wanna relax. Shout out Elizabeth. <laughs> you might wanna <laughs> relax. But you know, it's the it's a derby, bro. It's the Madrid Derby. And you just got scored on what? Like the 10th minute, the 5th minute? It was like at the beginning of the game. Chouameni literally took your entire defense out with a, with a little lob over the top at 22 years old. Went into the Wanda, did that. And then Rodrigo just finessed it near post on Oblak, who didn't even look like he was playing that game. Of course they're going to dance like, on you, bro. Yeah, especially especially after that. I was like, yeah, they, but he better dance. 
I want Dude, everyone. You just had a 22 year old assist on another 21 year old and celebrate with another 22 year old. I'm just saying. Oh, of course they're gonna dance on you. Vinicius, Vinicius is better than me because if they said that stuff to me and I scored at their house, I would have been twerking. Bro, <laughs> I would have been so disrespectful. I would have done the worst. You know, one. You know, one time, an Italian player took off his shorts when he scored a goal. I think I have seen that. And that still wasn't more disrespectful than that, apparently. Bro. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. When, when Valverde scored his second goal against Atletico Madrid, I was like, Valverde, you better start dancing too. And he didn't. He took it a more respectful route. He was just like high-fiving people and then he pointed at the camera and stuff. Nah. But if I'm Valverde, if I'm Valverde, I don't care if I'm not Brazilian. I'm calling the Brazilians over to me and I swear I'm dancing too. I'm like, I'm like, you just started doing like a break dance. Yeah, bro. You just started doing a bunch of stuff, bro. Because that's God what they DJ. get. God damn. <laughs> But yeah, it was it basically uh, going back to the Vinicius story. It was apparently like some panelist. Um, his name is Pedro Bravo. Was at a show and he was saying that like Vinicius dancing was like monkey like, and that's where it came from. Mm. Then Real Madrid came out with the statement. Vinicius came out with the statement, and then it was a thing of like people were saying that he shouldn't be dancing, and then I know Coke was like, "You better not dance against us or whatever." And then you got scored on. They dance on you. And as it shouldn't be the most the nicest thing was every single person like supporting them like players at Barcelona were like going out saying that like you have dance dance enjoy I think in shout out to Arsenal um when when Gabriel Jesus scored Saka and Gabriel Jesus started dancing I was like kind of like saying like yeah we're you're gonna dance too like what the heck is the problem with that it reminds me as a better way of doing what happened in like <laughs> if you remember the whole banana thing with um, Danny Alves. Yeah, he ate it. Yeah, but like it's, I think it's better the way they're doing it now because <laughs> the other one sounded wrong because the whole hashtag was like we are all monkeys. Yeah, that sounds a little <laughs> bit weird. <laughs> no, that's but fine. I get like it was it was well intentioned, and I feel like this is a a good moment to show unity in this because you know, at the end of the day, we're all playing a, a sport that kids play. And kids are gonna watch this, Bro, and they're gonna the be doing the same is, the thing. The way that Let people, yeah, the way that people become fans of a game that they had know nothing about is that they become involved in these stories of Vinicius' internal struggles. Like they become invested in narratives within the game and that's how people become fans of things bro like yeah. you become you become a fan of cristiano ronaldo and his story coming from madeira making it to lisbon and then making it to united as a kid mm-hmm. then to real madrid in the big stage like you, be, you become in love with these stories or like, like modric growing up in exactly a bro like crazy telling someone not to dance like you're taking all the fun out of the game bro yeah it's that's the point. This is why we tune in every weekend, every year, every day, and we crave for more. It's because we get to see stuff like this. Yeah, bro, and I hope he doesn't stop dancing, bro. Yeah, never stop dancing. Never stop dancing. Baby. And everyone else dance. Even if, you know what, Rafinha, dance too. They better. I hope the Brazilian team just goes crazy in the World Cup. Yeah. Literally. If there's an E Classico and Rafinha scores, dance. Dance with Vinicius. Call Vinicius over. <laughs> but speaking of <laughs> Brazil, uh, moving on to the last segment of this episode. We are gonna do some quick fire, um, looking at the world rankings, FIFA world rankings yeah. heading into in, the World Cup. Because there's no league games now, we have to look at international break. Yay! <laughs> They're not on any streaming service, so you can't <laughs> watch them. Starting with Brazil, Brazil's ranked number one in the world. I think that is um, righteous. That's what it should be. Yeah, that's fine. They literally dominated uh, the World Cup qualifying for South America. They were, like, undefeated. <laughs> they were, like... They're insane. They're and then they have God. a 21-game winning streak, right? Like, Argentina has a crazier one, by the way, which we'll get to in a bit. But, yeah. Brazil, 
team wise, probably the most stacked team heading into the World Cup, other than like France, I guess. But Belgium number two, I don't understand that. I kind of get it. Um, my issue, like they're they're a good squad, they're a good team, they're pretty solid. My issue is that they haven't, they have yet to prove themselves in any big stage so far. So and far or ever, because at all in general, <laughs> just ever. Like this is this is their this is supposed to be their gold generation, and they're aging now. Like. Axel Witzel is getting is getting old. The fact Hazard you start, is getting the old. fact you start with Axel Witzel, bro, their Axel. player is De Bruyne, and it's it because it, yeah. first of all it should have been Eden Hazard, and and Eden Hazard has died out since he got to Real Madrid. It is De Bruyne, and it's Courtois, but those guys aren't gonna carry the rest of that team. It's over for them. It is over for them. But you know, I think they could still make a good run in the World Cup. I don't think so, but think so. we shall see. Argentina in three. I think that's fair. Um, they've improved a lot. Right now, they have a 33-game winning streak. Undefeated. You think that that's merits crazy. being above number four France, even though France is the reigning World Cup champion? Yes. Because France has been kind of inconsistent recently. Um, I think France, if we, if we want to be honest here, if you told, if you don't show me the record, just show me player list, and, you sh- and I saw France, I'd be like, this is the best in the world. Yeah. Easily. Easily. That team is terrifying i think they are yeah they are the best only because of how how much better mbappe and business are the best two players in the world mm-hmm. at the moment they just are yeah i would put brazil right under them and it's because they don't have a star power like that even though neymar's neymar and that star power and vinicius yeah. is like it really informed they don't have the star power that france has this is vinicius like sec right now right so this is last last year was vinicius like come out year his best performing season and obviously he won the championship which was massive so this is him trying to continue that and i think going to the world cup he he's has a lot definitely to prove, doing that though. and he can do that and it's like it's also a time where like this is technically supposed to be neymar's last world cup so it's him basically kind of passing the mantle of the next generation so Vinny needs to show up this world cup to kind of prove himself that like yeah, yeah. i am in these discussions i just think guys. what puts friends above everyone else um is the fact that we have the best player in spain and Karim Benzema, and the, the, who is going to be the more winner? Mm-hmm. Then you have Mbappe, the best player in France, by far. And then you have. Then you have Nkunku, who's the best player in. The best young talent. He was the best player in Germany That's... last year, by far. Yeah. That's crazy. Then you have the best young defender in France last season, Saliba. Saliba won the best young def- the young player in general in the. They have a the nasty league. team. That team is terrifying. Like, and the thing is that they might not win this World Cup. If I'm being honest, I feel like they might not. But they're still young. <laughs> yeah. All I these, mean, they have too many in Camavinga that we spoke about earlier. The oldest player in that team will be probably Griezmann and Benzema. And maybe Lloris. It will be Lloris. Yeah. Those three player, players might not play in the next World Cup. But that's it. Yeah, they won't. That's it. But moving on to number five, you have England, <laughs> who is above Spain. I guess I can see why England's above Spain, because England made it to the Euro final. Spain did not. Spain has a lot to prove, but I do think heading into the World Cup, Spain does have a stronger team. Um, talking about that midfield, you got Pedri and Gavi. Um, England just needs to figure out a lot of things, in my opinion. I know Raheem Sterling should be your 100% your left winger. I think probably Saka should be 100% your right winger. He won the best um, English player of the year. With Harry Kane at, up top. I think yeah. that should be your... They just have a lot to figure out because there's a difference between what Southgate likes and what he's consistent with and the thing, players he feels comfortable with and who should be playing. Like, I think without a shadow of a doubt, Jude Bellingham should definitely get a shout in the group stages to see if he could really be that guy. He should also stop playing Maguire as center back. 
Like it's just what are his options, bro? Dyer, Ben White. Like, the, there's so many more players you, you know can play. I think I would, in terms of form, I think you should come out with Dyer and Ben White. I but think I think Ben White might play, like, right back or something. He's playing right back now. But the thing is that, though, like, you have... Oh, you have Kyle Walker. You have, you have Walker, James, and Trent. Like, I feel like there's no point in using us as a right back. When you yeah. Just England just have back. a lot of things to figure out. But whatever you do, Aaron Ramsdale has to be your goalie. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale is a And Pickford at backup. Pickford is um he plays really good for the national team though and I think he has a pretty good rating right now in the Premier League. But I think I think Dean uh Dean Henderson might be a shot. He's been playing out of his yeah. mind for Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. So he's like the the second goalie with the most uh points on fantasy I think in the Prem. It's like really? ridiculous. I think I think he might be or he might be like behind like Ederson and Allison who are like they just get point they get it's more because they're in Liverpool and Man City respectively. Because today um England's playing against Italy. And I think they're starting Hope or Pope? Pope. Was it Pope? Nick Pope. Nick Pope, Pope is Pope also is really starting. good. They, uh, they have something to figure out there. There's yeah, a lot of that's, that's really good English goalies. Nick Pope <laughs> is really good. And he's gigantic, bro. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Um, he's like a mini Chris Walker. And, and, and in no way mini. But um, Italy number seven. They're not going to the World Cup. Wait, what'd you say? Italy? What are you doing at seven? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing at seven? Um... Yeah, what are they doing at seven? Yeah, those and I, I, I could, they, they were, uh, they were like, really you, good. Yeah, but how do you not make it to the well? Uh, they just got beat by the game, bro. You know what I mean? You know, like North Macedonia is crazy, bro. You got beat <laughs> by the game. That's what why we watch this sport. You got beat by North Macedonia on a long shot. Like, yeah, that was that's what Don dreams Ram- are made that of. That was Donnarumma's fault, and he's Donnarumma. a overrated goalkeeper. He's been really, he's been playing really decent and for PSG this season, though, I won't lie. Last season, yeah. he was he was a fraud. Like, like that whole, t- both legs against Real Madrid, well, the second leg against Real Madrid, oh my God. After that happened, he wasn't the same. He was done. <laughs> but uh, you have Netherlands in eighth place, who I also don't get, I don't get how mm. Italy in seventh and Netherlands in the eighth are above. I disagree. Portugal in ninth. For, um, Netherlands were pretty solid, getting to, like, obviously qualifying for the World Cup. They were a pretty solid team. They're playing pretty good football. They can actually make a nice run again. I think I don't think they'll win it, which poor Netherlands has gone to the finals three times and they have yet to win a World Cup. It's just they they're cursed. They're they're not allowed to. They're just not allowed. Yeah. I think talking about that ninth place um Portugal team, like this is the best Portugal team since like two thousand four Euro or something, but this is their chance to win the World Cup. Like they have Diogo Jota, Joao Felix, they have yeah. Goncalo Guedes, they have Cristiano Ronaldo, they have an Stacked. What's going on with Portos? What's going on with Argentina? Where it's like this is the best chance Messi and Ronaldo have to actually win this tournament once and for all. Yeah, and they have a chance to meet in the final. Yeah, which would be crazy, fantastic yes. if it happens. Bro, which that I, would be so crazy. I will if if Messi and Ronaldo play in the World Cup finals. I think Cristiano and Messi wins. Quick fire. I think Christian. I think Portugal would be Argentina. You think they could be Argentina? I think all day. I don't know. I saw, never count on South American football. I'm sorry. I can't I can't European call teams Americans. European teams have a knack of just beating up on South American teams. They do. But the thing is last the twenty fourteen World Cup was the first time a European team won in South American soil. This is the first World Cup we're gonna have in the Middle East during a time period which isn't exactly like normal. So I think a lot of factors are gonna affect this World Cup because injuries are gonna be massive too. It's in the middle of the season. Teams are going to be playing a certain way. They're going to be more restrictive on who wants to play. Players don't want to get injured before the tournament. It's going to be it's going to be a f- interesting one. I won't say it's going to be a fun one because I feel like this World Cup they're going to botch it, Qatar. 
but um and that's what you get for what you did you know what you did you pieces of mm. yeah but so. quick fire the last like let's go like top 15 or something you got denmark um, got denmark they had a really good euro showing but obviously like i don't really i don't know i don't think they deserve to be above germany out of the top 10 that's yeah. impressive you got germany at 11th we will see a really strong german team in that world cup i, I disagree with some of these we're gonna see yeah you got <laughs> just keep going and now start saying we just say after what we disagree mexico's in 12th i have no idea why they're above the u.s mm -hmm. um <laughs> makes no sense uruguay in 13th i guess um u.s in the 14th no shot mexico deserves to be above the u.s the u.s beat them in the gold cup and the Concacaf nations league with their second team <laughs> no idea why you gotta be in both tournaments and no mexico is like why. doing really bad like they're really out of form <laughs> croatia who has the sickest kids in the world cup if you have not seen them i sort of got to go see them they are disgusting they're, they're they're basically both kids you know how the home kit is usually yeah. like the flag like the emblem yeah they're both like that mm -hmm. i know i saw it was really nice it's disgusting switzerland uh 16th um colombia 17th shout out shakiri shout out granite shaka shock that granite shocker <laughs> granite shaka uh, Colombia 17th not going to the World Cup just like Italy um, so I have no idea why in the world they're above the 18th AFCON place champions? AFCON champions Senegal that, that's just the disrespect of African it just doesn't make sense Senegal is going to be the best African team in the World Cup obviously because they are the AFCON champions that's like an obvious statement but beyond that we're going to see a really informed Sadio Mane play with like Koulibaly Abdou Diallo like you have a lot of really really good players it's a there. disrespect of African teams for sure um, 19th Wales <laughs> Um, I kind of they're gonna, that. they're gonna, they're gonna get out of the group, and US is not. I don't know about that. <laughs> and let's end it at twentieth with Sweden. No Zlatan. <laughs> There's no World Cup without Zlatan. Yeah, no. There World has Cup been multiple World Cups without Zlatan. <laughs> Matter of fact. But yeah, this has been like a pretty quick episode of looking through Real Madrid, how they've been doing again without good old Karim. Karim the Dream Benzema. Karim El Gato. El gato, el gato. Um, but yeah, um, if this episode hasn't made you scared of Real Madrid and Champions League, I don't know what will. <laughs> if you're not scared now, you're going to be scared for the next Ooh, decade. Vinicius. <laughs> nah, bro, Chuhameni. Vaverde. <laughs> but yeah, um, hashtag Bini keep dancing um, and hashtag FIFA, what are these rankings? Exactly. But the FIFA rankings are always pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's very FIFA of them. They're like, hey guys, how would we have bad rankings and then we all stick at the world cup to guitar yeah i'm never getting over that <laughs> you let's, don't deserve let's, it let's finish it on this they don't deserve it <laughs> one word answers two questions ready who's winning the champions league one two three real madrid, madrid. <laughs> who's winning the world cup one two three Brazil. france <laughs> it's crazy because i couldn't think of what team i wanted to win the world cup but i wanted to say brazil but ended there chris well no, no i'm just kidding these um, are my two picks actually i think brazil or belgium I think, no, you're out of your mind with that Belgium stuff. I but think I think Brazil's going to win the World Cup. And with that being said, my name has been Rafael Dos Santos. Alongside Michael Figueroa, this has been the 35th edition of Off the Bar Podcast. And we will catch you next time.